Yes, yes. Jay Swift, the producer of the legendary Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. And a lot of people don't know where you've been. So please fill us in. All right, what's happening, y'all? It's Jay Swift, man. Like he said, I'm a former member of the Far Side. Yes, I produced the first album. And uh, uh, rest in peace to Jay Dilla, who followed up on the Lab Cabin. I had to throw that in because that's one of my contemporaries and, you know, it's one of all of our favorites, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, uh, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been at work, you know what I mean? I did a bunch of things since then. I worked with Massive Attack, I worked with the Outlaws, I worked with Shaka Khan, with Prince. Um, but I got an album I put out in 2018, The Adventures of Negro Knievel, you know what I mean? Starring me, Jay Swift, and my alter Negro, which is Negro Knievel. And, uh, I brought on L.A.J. on board. He produced Other Fish on, uh, Bizarre Ride. So my man, we've been down since, since teens. And most recently, I just put out my new single. It's called J-Toven, Opus 846. And the video's out on YouTube, and the single's out on so it's everywhere. It's uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Can you send you name me? It. Can you send me that link on Facebook Messenger while we're on the phone right now? Oh, for uh, for eight four six for the new the new single. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that right now. Let me back it up real quick while I'm on the phone with you. Right on. No, nope. uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's. I've been really uh, getting a lot of good response on that, so. Second, I'll throw it down for you so that y'all can check it out. We'll check it out after we'll check it out here. after we get off the phone. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. My man had, had a man just played play for them cats. Okay, Give me a second. I'm gonna uh, send it to you. All right, okay, here I got it. All right, copy the link. All right, I want to thank and, you. I want to thank you first of all, uh, before we continue anymore. Uh, very much for joining us today on HipHopPhilosophy.com radio. I, I I already get the feeling that you that you feel right at home here at the station. I think that uh, Spins probably filled you in enough for you to know that this is a radio station that was built for artists such as yourself who make the best music in the world that's not really going to get played on the radio, you know? Right. Radio's not my, my, that's not my focus. You know, my get down is... Is the underground. I started from the bottom and I keep it moving and I don't forget the bottom because the bottom is where the real is, you know? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you are obviously one of a kind um, on your own level in many ways. We are the type of fans who recognize you as that. You know, you, you're, you're, you're incomparable. You know, you're on your own level in the Hall of Fame. You have your own original sound and style and it is the personification or exemplification of the evolution of, of, of good new music. I don't want to even just put it in the box of hip-hop, just in the art of, of uh, sampling and chopping, looping, and adding original elements that give the old elements that you're using a new life, an original artistic content that makes it not biting, that makes it you know, um, artistically dignified enough to not be biting. Hard. And I appreciate that because that's one of the number one rules. And you know, I grew up on you know KRS and uh, 
and uh, Rakim and all them and, and KRS, especially to me, you know, he's a, he's a very special individual because he's touched millions of cats. And I'm just speaking in America, not even, let's not even count the rest of the world. I've been on tour with him and, uh, you know, it's a mutual respect thing, but he's, he's done a lot. He's given me a lot of insight, a lot of advice uh, over the years and he, he, he'll never be whacked. Like he said, we'll be here forever. That includes me, you, and all the cats that's listening right now. Are you, are you aware that I have a have BDP tattooed on my right arm? Nah, man, but that's big. You see what I'm saying? That's called, I call myself, and I, you know, theology, some people don't want to get down with it, but that's their own thing. But I call myself a quantum Christian because I believe that's quantum right there. You know what I mean? The fact that you got that tat and that that's my man, Chris Parker, and he took me as a friend, you know what I mean? Then as a B-boy, because we're all B-boys and B-girls, everybody that's out there. And uh, and it's all about being consistent, man. And if you love the art, then you'll, you'll keep consistency, man. Consistency. I know you're an L.A. breaker, and that's, that's a big thing for me because, you know, I'm an L.A. cat myself, you know? Well, I'll tell you more about my history with KRS-One. I have a very bittersweet history with KRS-One that dates back to, obviously, the beginning. I'm from the 81 era. And uh, the 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 LA Breakers recognized me as an as a, as an '81 era original genuine b boy who never fell off because I make them dance and I don't only just make them dance but I make them do new moves with the music that I play the way that I paint with sound I'm an auditory graffiti artist so I, I relate to the to the graffiti artists and the b boys more than anybody you know what I'm saying I'm gonna make them do new things with the ways that I paint with sound I'm gonna inspire them and that's the way they inspire me to do what I do, it's like you know, it's a, it's like the art of getting better with time. It's like martial arts. It's a fine art. And, right. And right, and, man, that part right there. And uh, that's the way I've always seen it. And I, I never let anything change that. And I've always considered the art, you know, in the industry, um, different. You know, the arts and the the culture are to me the opposite of the industry or the game. So like. Um, I never even liked the way that the mass media used the word rap for hip hop music. I never went, I never went along with that. I never thought it was a good thing, so I, I avoided it, and I just called hip hop music hip hop music. So I never liked yo MTV raps. I never liked a lot of things that people thought was dope. Right. I, I was like, nah, this is right. not. This you is know, this is the hip hop. This is hip hop getting raped by the industry. Right. Exactly, and I'll tell you this much, man, and I'm glad you put a point on that, because they kind of started that wedge, but I look at it like this, and I'm going to tell you this, and, and what do I know? What I know is that I know nothing. I consider myself a master of today and a student of tomorrow. Like, I got to enroll tomorrow, my niggas, so we only got so much time on this interview. <laughs> All right, well, well, check this out. You, you have a lot of new, dope new music no, coming. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding with that. I'm kidding with that. You know what I'm saying, though. Okay. We always got to be willing to you know what I'm saying, my nigga? Evolution is the opposite of de-evolution, and that is one of our, our focuses here on the station, is we try to avoid the de-evolution and the game that, that people play with that, and just stay in tune with the artists who are adding on to, to, the, to, the, to the culture of getting better with time, you know? I, I, find, a, I find examples, since I was born in 73 to now, that, and proof that hip-hop only gets better. So anybody saying that hip-hop 
got whack or that everything, all the new shit is whack. They don't even know. They don't have no idea where to go or where to look. And I try to build the resource. I try to build a resource, but only the only the chosen ones, only the ones who were born able to even get it, are will, will find their way to it. And there's a lot of us. They may not be may not be a large percentage. We not be may ever be the majority, but it doesn't. That, that's not what we were meant to be, and that's okay with me. Right. On that, and I'll tell you this much because look, cats like us and cats that's out there and whoever's listening. And I'll say it like this. Look, there's billions of people on this earth, all right? And out of all those people, you can fit everybody that's dope in sports in the Staples Center. You can fit everybody that's dope in hip-hop, and I say hip-hop, in the Staples Center. Any genre you take. And that means that this is a true gift from God, you know what I mean? And when it comes to rap, I'll tell you like this. Versus hip-hop. I look at those cats. Rap to me is the pop of hip hop, and hip hop is the underground. It's the it's the, the 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 foundation of where they get to do their thing. You know, everybody has to play their lane. I don't. I used to look at it like, man, these rap heads, but them them cats, they're supposed to do that because there's an audience for everybody. But you can be you can be um. How my wife put it, you can be someone who is you. This is what you do. You, you're like you. Someone comes to you. For instance, she's she's a um, she's a hairstylist and stuff, and they ask for a certain style, and she does it. Okay. And then there's cats like me who we're not gonna we don't do it per order. We not we're not in the industry of here make this like this because this is hot. We make what we make, and we make it because we coming from the heart, and the and the, the underground, and the b boys, and even the people who it takes them time because our stuff is a little bit more intricate. It's just a lot more intricate to be to be precise. Because I'm not gonna hold nothing back. You gotta stay on your point. Like I stay loving hip hop, so I stay studying hip hop. Because once you think you know everything, that's when you just stop growing. Word. And you know what I mean? Word. And it's a constant evolution. You know, my sons, my son just turned twenty five two days ago. I got a twenty one year old. Me and too. my twenty one year old, he's the one that took the mantle rapping. And I told him, Look, just because you're my son, that don't mean I'm fucking with you. You gotta show me something. And the cat he came down with some cuts that totally I heard him and I said, you know what? Now that's dope because just because you're Jay Swift's son, that don't mean that Jay Swift is gonna back you. You gotta tread, you gotta track your own path, and that's what I say to, to people that's listening and and they get down with cats like you, and they depend. We rely on cats like you. People rely on Jay Swift on my style. That's why I've never. I mean, I've been offered remixes from Soldier Boy to all kind of cats. Things that look, if it's organic, I don't have people try to put me put me in a frame. They'll say, Oh man, so so how do you feel about trap? You don't like trap. No. I love anything that's dope. If that's what you do, then I'll do it. I'm not I don't have anything against trap. When I do something and it's organic, then it's it, then it's then it's real. 
and it will have its own blend. Like my son, I'm busting on the cut with him. It's gonna be coming out soon. I'm not even gonna just put it out there yet, but it's on a trap tip. Something that I normally wouldn't do, but because it grew organic, it then gives it another different life. Cats, you know, be like this, than the other. No, you can't get me to say I don't like this or I don't like that. If you come in dope, the rule is dope. You feel me? Yeah. That's I, the only rule I follow. There's exceptions to every rule. There's, there's exceptions to rules. There's exceptions to every rule. Exactly. There's, that part. There is. There is. I mean, I, I, I've, uh, I've played one beat that particularly rang out to me. I, I, I identified it quickly as a trap style of beat that was dope. And I also have a homie named a young homie named Product who made one song with Auto Tune that made my mix. You know, uh, the, you know, it's just right. It, it can be done. Right. It just, you feel me, dog? What we trying to say? Are you against Auto Tune? Are you against? No, I'm against whackness. I'm against 99% of the music I ever ever heard with autotune, but I'm not against autotune. As long as you can do it dope and make it sound fresh, I, I can't deny that. Right. Uh, and let me just say it just for y'all, for, for the people listening. My son, he, his, his handle is Omari God, all right? And the cat is on fire. He's 21 years old. Please spell spell that and so we can find them. Spell that. Spell that out. Spell that for us. O-M-O-M-A-R-I-G-O-D. Omari God. Okay. On Instagram? So, yeah, he's on Instagram. Omari God. That's my son. Add J Swift son. Yeah, add J Swift son. Check him out. Let me know how he sound. I got to know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, after this, you're going to send me that link because I'm going to send it to my son and then he can send you a link to his thing. Word. And, you know, yeah, I know you, man. You, you, you going, you're only going by the, the gold standard. It's got to be high up, top notch. Feel me? Well, you set the standard, my brother. I can't set it for less because I've never, I find something that's always that good. I never, I, 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 I never gave up and quit because people like you were doing it when people said, thought there wasn't people doing it like that no more. So it, 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 I can't I can't give up. I can't give in. I can't concede, conform, or comply with less. There's no reason to. There's always something. Right. I, I never heard it all, and it boggles my mind. It freaks me out sometimes when I realize that I'll never hear it all. There's a whole world of amazing music that I've never heard, and it enables me and empowers me to do a new mix only playing music that I never played for over 2,000 weeks in a row, and here we are. I'm about to do it again after we get off the phone with you right now. So, um, you're in a place right. that, you're in a place that was... And it has to be able to, it has to be able to link in with, like, if it's on a dope level, you can go through, like, a, um, like a, an Odd Future, or a, um, or a Kendrick Lamar, all the way to Rakim in the mix, and you know what? It's seamless, even though it's all different type of styles, you feel me? I've played maybe one Kendrick Lamar song in my in my life, and maybe one, one or two uh, um, Odd Future songs, and, and, and I, so you can't I can't say I never played it. You know, they are maybe they may have found made one song in their life, and if I find it and I like it, I'll put it in the mix. But those artists are usually exactly. like those artists are usually something I can count on. Like as time goes on, like when they came out, they might have made a song too. But after the, when they get a little money and fame, it's over. Right, well look, I'll tell you another one. Joey Badass. 
A little that money. Cat, it was over. A little money and fame, and it was that over. Cat, that Joey Badass, that cat, he, 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 he's somebody who, to me, and I've checked him, and my sons put me up on him. I said, man, that cat, look, and an ASAP Rocky, look, like you said, if you got only one song, and that song conforms with what dopeness is as far as the laws of hip-hop, like KRS with his book, gospel of hip-hop which breaks it all down i had to just promote that because it's amazing you know what i mean he is truly the teacher i, I let me let me say something about and, that real quick if you got one cut if you got one cut that fits in like that to me you made it you know what i'm saying b-boys like me and you you get in like that and then it's a, it's a wrap after that what you want to do after that that's on you but for people that rely on real hip-hop, not rap, not the pop construct, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a guy who likes to keep up with the guy who's doing it now. And if you, and you ain't doing it no more, you ain't doing it no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't claim talk about right. hip-hop if you don't do it no more. If you're putting out whack albums since the 90s, don't talk about hip-hop. I'm not listening to you. I ain't got a, I don't got a, I don't got a, I don't got, a, I don't got an ear for you if the music and the albums you're putting out are whack. And that's KRS One after I got next. Everything KRS One put out after I got next is a nightmare to any real fan that I know. We don't, we can't listen to it. It's the saddest, worst experience in the world because he fell off. He did everything he said he wouldn't do. He became a crossover artist. He's trying to cross over to everybody who don't want to hear that real shit. Let me tell you something. It's ebbs and flows, man. Look, I've been very protective over my collection, and anybody can check out my discography. And it's damn near above reproach because I've had to just step back certain times. I knew I wasn't at my at my peak, and I would have done that. I can't speak for what he's. I can tell you that me being alongside of that cat and seeing and I know what you're talking about I've been I've been by his side for, for many times too many times right, but if you're staying in it like he is because he's so prolific staying in it like, is putting out good music when you put out whack albums when you put out a whack album it's over bro it's it when you lose it it's lost and it ain't coming back LL Cube and Buster Rhymes all taught us that yeah yeah look I can tell you that and I'm and believe me, I'm fans of the old LL and and Busta and all these cats. But I'm going to tell you, as long as they got blood pumping in their veins and they love it, everybody is open to redemption. Well, I, I just got to say, when, LL, when there's ain't a, no telling with LL. He's an actor and all that. We have, big, we have a big difference of opinions and reality on a lot of things about that. So, but I'm not trying to dig too deep into that, you know. I just feel like we have yeah, a... Yeah. I just feel like when artists fall off, there's artists who are currently adding on, evolving the culture, proving and showing with examples, and uh, that that that, uh, right. that that it only gets better. And artists that are out there giving in, conceding, conforming to whack, what I call rap on whack beats, these artists are not on the map. They're not in the. They're not even relative anymore. They're not relevant. They 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 fell off. They're they're out of touch. They they're yesterday. There has been they they're yet they and a lot of them, and most of them I don't even know if it was really them it might have been Pal Joey and DJ Doc and and uh, and Manager Mo and ICU because after all those guys were gone his music is all whack now but that's just one example we could go every art every 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 each and every legend right. except for maybe Large Professor 
and a few others like Filmos Chill and Dulio. Hey, man. Hey, shout out to Large. That's my boy, man. Yeah. This is my boy, man, yeah. Large. You're out of the country. You're in France right now? Well, no. I was in I was in Spain for about five and a half years. Right now, right now, physically, I'm in Costa Rica. Why? Because I'm finna go and uh, I got a house in Baja, California with my family. And uh, so I'm just waiting to get my, I got my visa approved. I just got to get my passport stamped. And then I'm moving on to, uh, to to Rosarito in Baja, California. But yeah, there's this whole immigration shit, especially with Trump in the office. It made it a nightmare to get back, you know. And uh, But I can't complain, man. People got it way worse, this whole COVID shit. But uh, I'm going to tell you, that galvanized me. Let me give you something that I'm going to get on to to this 846 so I can break it down because I was in Spain, okay, and they they murdered George Floyd, right? We all saw it. It was crazy. The shit brought me to tears, okay? And the first thing I did as a b-boy, I went to the music because I couldn't be there with my son. My son, like I said, he was 24. He just turned 25. My other son is 21. You know, as, as people of color, black people, and you know how the police just come at us that shit had me freaked out I couldn't protest or anything so what I did is I took it to the pen and so I wrote Beethoven Opus 846 I sampled Beethoven I wasn't planning on it it wasn't something like hey I just want to do something different and sample classical it just went that way because the uh, his seventh movement is out of control and I sampled the opus in the middle. And I called it Opus 846 because of the 8 minutes and 46 seconds they put on his neck. Now I can tell you right now, and you can uh, you can pull the MP3 off of the link I just sent you off YouTube. I know you know how to do that, my dude. Oh, for sure. And uh, Got you. basically, basically it's, it's just speaking to, it was my contribution to the movement. And uh, the video is on YouTube. Uh, we gonna, the song we gonna, is on Spotify. We're going to rock it's it. It's on... Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've been getting a lot of good response from it. It definitely got it out of my system. And and like I said, I put it... I'm telling the fans and I'm telling you because we're talking about consistency of dopeness when it comes to hip-hop. I know that means the world to you. It means the world to me. And... I'm willing to put it to the test. I want people to let me know. And most, I have had not one thumbs down. Not one. Not one. And it just came out October 1st. And that's all that matters to me. I don't move the needle. Nobody can tempt. Nobody can buy me. That's why when it comes to my fans and to the fans out there of real hip hop, you can depend on Jay Swift. When it comes to this, I'm not dwelling on the far side. I'm not trying to recreate the far side. You can never recreate that. We was young. We had fun. I love them cats. They're doing their own thing. I'm doing my thing. Let me talk. Let me let, let's talk about that a little bit. Because let me talk. Let me talk some AC the PD talk to you about the far side thing a little bit. All right. Feel free to answer from the heart. Be as honest and as candid as you want to be. You know, we're not trying to pry too much out of you, but. 
No, I'm, yeah. I'm you know, you know, I look at a lot of, I look behind the scenes at a lot of different artists, albums, and uh, entities, legacies, and I know there's people behind the scenes that really, really responsible for the, for the quality of sound that came out of those artists. You know, and a lot of those artists, when they stopped messing with those people, that their sound went down the drain. Um, so, you, with as, with the far side, that's a great example, my brother. Like. Um, now I really am not one of those Farside fans who thinks that the second album was a letdown or was a disappointment. I love the second album, um, uh, but the first album is is, is obviously un, untouchable. You know, uh, incomparable. You know, you can be as good as the best, but you can't be better. You can be as great as that album, but you can't right. be as greater than that. Um, and it's definitely you know. So obviously, if somebody was to say you know that's their favorite hip hop album of all time, then no, you can't you can't argue with that. Uh, you know, it's as great as any album in hip hop history, just about. You know, pretty much. You know, um, so but with, uh, without you, they without, without you, they, they the, the consistency is not nearly. I mean, the, the, not just the consistency, man. It's just like, bro, the soul, the spirit, it's not there. What is your? I want to know what's your relate. What is, what is your relationship like with uh, Smooch? With Smooch, I mean, look, I you know guy that they chose to have represent them, manage them. He never, he didn't play any kind of role. The only role that he played when I was doing, when I was in the band, because I was in the band and the label wanted to sign me, just as a history so people know, they offered to sign me with the band and I said no because I already had my production company, Fat House, that I had already started and I was like, look, I will produce. And I was in line to produce three albums and then see where it goes from there. I taught Fat Lip. I taught Romai. I don't call him that B. Brown. I can't. Yeah, he might as well be Bobby Brown. I'm not calling any man by the name that he's chosen. I just can't do it. I'm not a homophobe or any of that. But I just know that Romai is a dope-ass name. Imani... He wants to be Uncle Omani. That's kind of pedophilic to me, but whatever. You know, I'm not into that. I, they can do what they want to because they just became something that we weren't. We rolled around in LA as a crew. It was a dance crew. They danced for Candyman. I don't know if cats know about Candyman knocking boots and all that shit back in the day. Yeah, we hated that shit. You know shit. what I'm saying, my nigga? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But that was what they had to do. You know, hip hop. It was a lot of different. Yeah, but, you know, it was a lot of different positions you could do. You could break. You could dance behind cats. You know, backup dancers. Yeah, we like you we could be a hype man. We're the type of people. You could do the graffiti. We're the type of people that think that like you know, Jermaine Dupri should have stuck to dancing. Yeah, like that. And then here's another thing. It's interesting that you mentioned him. Okay, um. I had every position, I had all the authority to get on Bizarre Ride to the far side and rap on it. I was freestyling with them cats. What we used to do, first of all, I was with Reggie Andrews. He was my manager at SEU, South Central Unit. That was his production company. And one day I just started having them come over because we would hang out. And he was like, who is these cats? I was like, well, this guy, he's raps. And this was before Fat Lip. I met he was Jammer D, and I saw him at a showcase, and I was with my manager, Reggie, and I said, that guy has it. Next thing you know, I went to this club called um, Hollywood Live, 
Jimmy Kimmel show. And then I saw him. And then I saw him at Paradise 24. And I approached him. I said, hey, man, my name is Jay Swift. And I want to produce you. And he didn't know who I was. But fortunately, his, his girlfriend, some girl was dating one of the cats I was producing at SCU. And he said, yeah, I went to his house. He had all these lights. So next thing you know, Fatlip came over on a bus to my house. And he laid down the song called Coming Up Tough. He brought the record. I remember it was um, Give It Up and Turn It Loose. Can we, can, can, can we hear it? Record, the final. Can we hear that record? He said, no, that's, that's, that's gone. I can tell you where I can tell you where you can hear the rhyme, though. He wrapped it on um, on the Wascos. Dream and Imaginate. It's an it's a eight-minute song. It's in two parts. He wrapped on Imaginate. And that's the first, the very first verse that he came with that vinyl. And he gave me that vinyl, and in 10 minutes, I flipped it into a beat. And then he, in 10 minutes, laid his verse. And me and him, that was when we linked, and it was tight. Next thing you know, I started hanging out. Roma and Imani were dancers. They weren't even rapping yet, okay? And there's a reason why I'm saying this, because I'm going to lay some history down with you, okay? Trey was rapping, and Fatlip was rapping. Now, when you listen to that album, it's evident that Trey and Fatlip are the lyrical linchpins of that of that record. Imani and Romai, they didn't even they started rapping a year and a half before we got our deal. And at one point, Romai was like, "I don't know if I can do this." I said, "Man, look, dude, just enjoy this. Hip hop is fun." One thing I'll tell you, and I'll never forget. And KRS said this, and he said this on. It, uh, on um on the album where he's at the window with the with the with the with the Malcolm X thing, you know. Yeah. By, by any means by necessary. necessary. Right. And he says, "Look, I'm not Superman because anybody can or should be able to rock a turntable, grab the mic, plug it in, and begin." So I say to these cats, "Let's just enjoy this and have fun, and the rhymes will come after." Because cats have asked me, interviewers, magazines, rap pages, this, any other, what's your formula? And I told them, my formula is love and fun. If I'm if I'm vibing with you and I'm having fun, and, and, and you love hip-hop, we're going to do magic. So it got to a point after we finished the first album, before that album was finished, actually. Um, and I'm going to give you another caveat, because on the back cover of the Far Side album, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. All of the songs are outlined in purple. There's a big poem. I don't know if you looked at it. But it goes down the line and it goes all the way to Return of the B-Boy, but then there's one more, it says my man. That's the last one. Before that song even got done, suddenly they wanted to take my production name and put Produced by the Far Side and Jay Swift. And I just rejected that right out. And that's where all the fun had died. Because suddenly they were looking at the fact that I got paid $50,000 and they had to split $50,000. And suddenly they wanted to be the producers. And that's not how it works. Right. I stand for hip hop. I stand for B-Boys. And I was not going to stand for that. So Mike Ross, the label owner... He comes over there in a fever because I was like, fuck these niggas and fuck all this. 
And he's look, you got to finish this album. And I was under contract to finish it. So what did I do? I called my man, L.A.J. He's my homeboy. And down with him, he used to produce the good girls, you know, in the New Jack days. I did my own, you know, set of New Jack stuff, you know. And I love New Jack. I don't care what anybody says. Of course, I'm not Teddy Riley, and neither was L.A.J., but we he made his mark. But I knew that me and him as teenagers, he was two years older than me, but I knew the cat, I could rely on him to just to just bring in, you know, be the anchor. And he came in and did Other Fish. And then the album was complete. But my man was never finished. I have it, and I'm going to release it on Fat House. Just letting that be known right now. We're going to stay in touch, my man. And I'm talking about this is 2021 January. The it's, it's actually what I call it is the alternate ending, the bizarre ride to the far side. Wow! And it will be released. Yeah. We want. I want to world premiere. It. I want to world premiere it. No, man. I'm gonna get it to you, my man. Yes. You, you, you in the trenches, and I'm gonna make sure that January 20, January 21, 2021, you're getting it. You heard it I mean, first. You heard it here first. You and other cats. It's a select bunch of cats that I got that I'm like, you going to drop that, you know what I mean, for the people because they need it. Another world premiere. You know what I mean? You heard it first here. All right. Um, one, one more, Let's get back to uh, Smooch a little bit. I, I Now, just, just I just want to say this as, as something I've always observed about that situation. If I was the Far Side's manager, I would covet you. I would be like, yo, this is our producer right here. This is our fucking DJ, our producer. This is our, the, the, the captain of our ship. You know, we can't, this is the, uh, the, the backbone of the group right here. You know, um, right. Right. right oh, why is Smooch not like that with you? What's wrong? What's, what's wrong with that man? Why is he not making sure that you are the, the, the core of the group? Why is he acting? Why is, why is, why, how are you not included on that? Well, I'm going to tell you like this. Smooch has no power. I'll tell you right now. The power is in Romai, B. Brown. I'll call him, you might as well call him Bobby Brown. Because you know what the name he goes by. I won't say it. But B. Brown and Imani took it on. And Romai, Romai, because that's Romai. B. Brown is Romai. And he took it upon himself. And this is the insane part. We don't talk about biting, right? And now, I've not spoken about this. This is a world. This is a. This is. I'm letting you know some shit that only LAJ, when we were touring, we're doing the bizarre right thing. He spoke on it because he was tired. Roma has been running around for the last 20 years, claiming that he produced "Passing Me By." He and this is his story, and I quote: "Even an okay player," he says. Jay Swift was stingy with the MPC. So I hid in the crawl space. And when he wasn't there, I came out and magically produced the beat. Okay, now let's say he did, okay? Now this is exclusive. I can't believe I'm talking about this, but I feel your vibe, my man. And you, you know, from your LA, your history and stuff. Yes. I, I relate to you. You feel me? So I, I feel like if anybody's going to get this scoop, it's going to be you. Thank you, thank you. So this cat says that he snuck down and produced the beat. Okay, now let's say that's true. That means you had to sneak it past the label. 
You had to sneak it past the engineers. You had to sneak it past the band. And me in the studio, knowing that I made that beat, and somehow get it all the way to the label copy, to the credits, and all this. Now, that's, that's beyond biting. I can't even wrap my head around the fact that a man would claim something that he knows goddamn well he didn't do. Okay? Now, John, L.A.J., who's a John? I'm John, too. I'm John Martinez. You know, L.A.J., John Barnes. He made it clear. We were Miami. I'll never forget it. He said, look, let me make this clear right now. I was there because he was working on another album. And I went to Larrabee in Hollywood. In Hollywood. And I said... John, check this beat out. And he was working on a beat with skull snaps, and you know that drums, you know, like from everybody's using Premiere, using I'm taking personal. I know Dulio. You know? I know Dulio. I brought Dulio to L.A. Word. So you know what time it is. I brought so, du- I brought Dulio so, to L.A. for his first show. Wow. Well, that's big. So so here's the thing. So he said I had a beat. I was working with skull snaps, and when I heard. Jay come in with that beat, I let it go. Jay Swift absolutely produced that beat. So, here's the problem. It's not Smooch Cat. The problem is I only operate on love. I have turned down projects. I'm talking about stars. I won't even go into their names. To my detriment. Where some people told me, and everybody knows, and my my, I made my ass very available because that's the world we live in. I had a problem with crack cocaine, all right? I lost my, my studio. I lost the stuff. But I said one thing. I will never do a record unless I can do it and enjoy it and have fun with cats because what am I going to leave? What's my legacy? My legacy to you and to the other cats is this is a fun thing. And this thing is designed... The only way that we get good hip hop, even to this day, and I can, I can, somebody can argue with me, but I've been around a lot of cats, and it's from enjoying yourself and not doing it for the money or the bitches or the fucking fame or the props or fighting or any of that. Those are, those are principles that I stand behind. And now I'm at a point where it's, it paid off. Because what I did with my new release, I'm very comfortable with. I'm very comfortable with, and I don't mean just comfortable. With, I mean, I love it. And I and I challenge anyone uh, to put it to the test. Put on, put on. I'll tell you like this. Not even. Um, we're not even talking about eight four six. Put on Negro Knievel. Throw on the whole album. Throw on Bizarre Ride. Either order. That one first. Or my 2018 release. It don't matter. What you will find is that soul, that fun. How much that I'm transmitting? How much music do you have in the there. vaults? How much music do you have in the vaults that we never heard? Oh man, I'd say about how many albums? Oh man, probably like close to close. To, I'd say I got like about four, close to five albums, and just on singles. Close to like, close to like about 40, 45. Right on, right on. You know what I mean? Right on. Um, yeah. 
Check this out. Um, that'll be coming out. That'll be coming out. But my, my priority right now is I did my thing with Negro Knievel. And people say to me, you know, hey, well, it's not, you know, you didn't chart. I don't care about charts. I never got into this for charts. We already know that. I didn't do anything. We, we, I did we love that. Right we we love charts. that about you. We don't need no explanation about that. We we love that about you. We embrace. That's why you're here right now. Because you're not. You don't care about the charts. We played the album. We like it. We feel the. We feel the love in it. We Word. we we appreciate it. And we're. That's why you're here today. Because, uh, and we're not here to tell you anything bad about your new music. We love your new music. We played it. We put it in the mix. Yeah. Did you hear it? It's got to stand on its own. Did you hear the you mix? I mean? Did you hear the mix we played? We put your mix, your, your music in? No, I need to send me the link. I need to have that. Because, you know, I'm in Costa Rica. I've been dealing with a lot of stuff with right. immigration. But everything is got turning you. out lovely. But I'm going to stay in contact with you. I'm going to shoot you my email got you. off the air. You know what I'm saying? Got you. No problem. That's good. Um, we, um, all right. Let me ask you a few more questions here before we let you go. Uh, from my listeners, from uh, and first of all, big shout out to Spins for hooking this up, Fat House Records. You know, uh, legendary rap meister, Oxnard legend, rap god, fucking politician. Politician, uh, yo, um, uh, he um he, he told me not to forget to ask you about the Russell Simmons meeting. Huh. Well, Russell. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, that was big. I had the Wascals. That's another album y'all want to check out. Wascal's Greatest Hits. You know, be careful what you wish for. Because, look, here's the thing. And I'm going to say this to all the big boys and big girls out there, man. Look, they call it spelling for a reason. Because it says in the word, and I'm just get theological a minute. In the beginning, there was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God. Now, I'll take it back to now. 21st century. What I'm saying is... What we say matters. I'll give you an example that's outside of me, but one of my West Coast, I'm an Easy E fan, I'm a DOC fan, I'm a Dr. Dre fan, and I'm going to tell you right then, when he did that album, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, I saw that cover, I said, oh my God. And I, I'm, I'm thankful that he's much better. But it's something spooky. Whatever we say will come into existence. Now, that being said, like Machiavelli, you know, he's on the cross. I mean, things, it's just, I'll give you my example, Waskles. We said, hey, most cats, their first album is their best album. I can say for a fact, Bizarre Ride, you know. So, he, we said, let's call our album Waskles' Greatest Hits. It was the first and the last album. That's all I gotta say. You know what I'm saying? But I'm here to tell y'all. If y'all really wanna know when I come hot off the heels off Bizarre Ride, check out Wasco's Greatest Hits. It's when it's the first Fat House official release. Fat House Delicious Find on my joint venture with them. And um and tell you, look, I it's if if it doesn't send chills down my spine, I don't even mix it. You know what I'm I love that. I am totally the same way. I'm like, and people come to me. I'm like, they're like, how much for studio time? I'm like, I fear my homie like forty dollars an hour. But if I don't like the music, at least two hundred an hour, at least. That part. There you go. Yes. Because they gotta pay for that shit. Because you're gonna pay for it. Because that part is business. 
But if it's love and you feeling it, my nigga, I think you you would even be like, you know what? I'm gonna put, I'll cover you on the cost because it's so dope. Let me take this lateral from you and say, but that's where the problem starts. There's no heart. It's all game. You know what I'm saying? The people are exactly. people. The people. The the world infects cultures and arts the same way it infects anything right. else, and, and and especially fine arts like martial arts and jazz and hip hop. They all get raped. They all get exactly. infected with the mental, physical, and spiritual health of society. They are. We are the reflect. And the monetary gain. We are and the, the monetary gain. They think they're going to make it because, oh, well, if we offer you this money, but you're selling your soul. Yeah. And I've never sold my soul once. No. I can say that. I can go to the grave right now and tell you. I never. I turned down. I can tell you that my, look, my, I got two sons and I love them. And they're, oh, they're, they're all, they're grown men now. But my relationship with their mother was brought to a close because I, she's not, she's a nine to fiver. I'm not. I'm a true artisan. And I was not going to compromise. She couldn't understand it. And God bless her because she's a great mother. She couldn't understand how I could turn down 25000 50000 uh, Even, even, I don't care. When it got real hard, ten five thousand. What are you doing? I can't do it. Now, 29 years later, I think she understands why. Yeah, I, my my son my my son's mom and, and me split up when he was young too in the same in the same kind of fashion uh, in the in the same kind of pretenses and she ended up telling him that she wishes she would have stuck it out with me after he grew up. So you know, time tells when you're consistent and you, you're true to what you love to do and you don't let nothing sidetrack or distract you or change you. Uh, you know, karma karma comes back. You know, what, what goes around comes around. Right, and we got our dust due payment because we stuck to this art, man. That's why you're right now sitting here chopping it up with me, and I'm keeping it moving. Thank you. And I depend on you, cats like you, to report it real, just like you know we can we can disagree because we be boys and we got our differences. We got you. You had your relationship with Karis. I got my relationship. I have my different views, but one thing we both stand for is real hip hop. And we'll never stop. We have a what we have in common is a, it, 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 it's, it's pretty crazy because I'm the same way in, in a lot of ways. I won't let the industry uh, change my sound or if, if infect me. I don't even care about it. I don't. All I care about because I already know I'm, I already died twice. So all I care about is how I'm going to be remembered when I'm gone. And I don't want to waste one minute doing anything I don't want to be remembered for. And I and that's exactly. And I've been this way since 1997. I said I'm not going back to work. For anybody ever again I'll work with people Who want to work with me And I'm not working For nobody And nobody's got to Work for me You know I, 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 And I'm going to make it or and I'm going to make it Or I'm going to die trying And um, so I, I, I and, and, and back then I was selling weed And I would have been Remembered for selling weed Back then And I was like Nah I'm not I wasn't put here To be remembered For selling weed I was put here To be remembered For what I've been Doing all my life and this is what I've been doing all my life. So I'm just gonna, and there's a whole lot of suckers getting paid to what I've been doing to do what I've been doing all my life. So why should I not be doing this and getting paid for it? So that's it. That's exactly. it. It's been a wrap ever since 1990. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know there was all my favorite DJ, all my favorite artists were falling off. 
free. Red alert. Um, Tony Touch. I would go to I would go to the House of Blues to see my favorite legends, and they, and these guys would be DJing. The, the, they would be the house DJ for the night, and they would be playing radio rap music. The shit that they were known not for spinning. The shit that they're legendary for not doing. They were doing that shit, and I and I try to talk to them about it, and, they, and I try to talk to them about it, and it'd be like I'm speaking a foreign language. And then the young cats who are the young sucker DJs who are playing '93 till infinity. MCs act like they don't know. Come clean. '93 till or or, or, or um or a scenario or uh uh what was that um. Uh, 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 try by twelve. They, they got nothing. They can't find nothing else to play. But they so they play the same records that all the other DJs play. I would go to them and I would try to tell them that's not hip hop. But they don't understand. They don't get it. So I started putting out mixes, and now I have over two thousand mixes, and I'm about to do a new one tonight. Right now, after we get off the phone, and um, and I and I I just know that there's a whole world of great music that ain't on the radio. So I turned the radio off in 1993 when they started to use the word hip hop. Instead of saying rap all the time, when they stopped avoiding the word rap and started to say hip hop, I said, "Nah, I'm never going back. It's over. The mass media was, it was only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse." And uh, so, so, and I, and not soon after that, OMTV raps got worse. Rap City got worse. Everything got worse. And I'm like, "Yeah, but hip hop's only getting hip hop's only getting better." I was finding and sharing. I was finding the good shit. But it wasn't in the mass media at all, and it wasn't even on the underground scene. The underground scene was whack too. Ninety-nine percent of the underground scene was whack too. People trying to be underground. I'm like, yo, if you say you're underground and want to be underground, then you ain't even doing it. You're you're faking it. Like, right. you know, what I'm saying you just right. Because if you ain't taking no risks, because hip hop was all about it's all about it is all about taking risks and not following, not kowtowing following the corporations because they're the ones that's the theme on my negro Knievel album it's like we battling these corporations and they trying to slam us down on that note let me just say this i brought my man laj back because i believe if it ain't broke don't fix it this man he came through with other fish he came through for me not for one but two cuts on negro Knievel, and i gotta speak on it wild animal featuring i killed from Jurassic five you know what I mean? K-Natural. And Take It to the Forehead featuring Rathcast and Montage One. And those are LAJ productions. And he came through in spectacular fashion. Respect. I hope include those. Respect. And, uh, and like I said. Shout out LAJ. I'm going to give you a yeah, shout out to LAJ. My nigga from Los Angeles. That's my boy. That's my boy, John Barnes. And, uh. After after we get off this, I'm gonna give you my my, my Gmail okay. because I want to get a link to this show and 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 some and some of your gems. Shoot me some, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm AC the PD Bandcamp, brother. You'll find a whole catalog there that will blow your mind. You'll be like, what the fuck? Trust me. Bug uh, bug out on it. Directly to me on my Gmail because you know what I'm saying. I just I got you. After that, Let's... I'm gonna be able to find you. But I definitely want to get this one because I want to share it with my young ones, with my soldiers. All right. Do you have, and, do you have, do you have any time for it? Do you have any time? Do you have any time for any more questions? Do I have yet? All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um. Uh. The, what? Would, where do we leave off about the Russell Simmons meeting? Okay. Well, Russell Simmons. This is what happened. Right. Uh, I was in New York. Far side blowing up, you know what I mean? And 
Def Jam, they wanted to meet with me. They wanted to do a thing. They knew I had my production company going on. So I met with Russell Simmons. You know, he has a, he has a few restaurants in, in Manhattan, but I met with him at this one in particular, and he was giving me props, you know, for the far side. And then I, I, I was there, and Leor Cohen was there, and I ended up rolling out with Leor Cohen after I met Russell. It was a brief meeting, because, you know, Russell would be He's Russell. He had a lot of things going on, but he definitely gave me my props. But what happened is, I went off with Leor Cohen, and we're driving through Central Park, and it's, it's the winter, man. It's snowed in, but, you know, you can drive through. He's listening to the, to the last of greatest hits. He's like, man, we're going to do this. It's going to be big. So I get back to Los Angeles, and I talk to the group, and the group is split. Two of them want to roll with Russell. He said, how much is your budget? I said, about $225,000. Oh, man, we'll buy that out in a heartbeat. Of course, death chain. The other two wanted to roll with Paul Stewart, and I'm not into shitting on him. Because I'm not shitting on him. He can take it any kind of way he wants to. But he managed the far side. And so it was this conflict. The far side, I won't... Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was the group pushing him to, to, to split the splinter waffle. But he represented the other two cats. So then What are the names of all what are the names of all the waffles? Okay. It was ALP, which is Kamal Holloway, and it was Buckweed, which is Ratan Jackson, and then it was uh Spanky which is um, Jamel Williams. And then it was St. Imey, which is Marcus Robinson. And so so Spanky and St. Imey went with me. Alfie and Buckweed went with Paul Stewart. So that stopped there. Months, I mean, years later, um, I was doing, I was you know, I had I didn't have no other rappers. They had all everything had collapsed. I just make beats and beats. If you know how it is when you make beats, you ain't got nobody around. If you love hip hop, you gonna start freestyling. So I just evolved on my own. And I had a meeting with Russell Simmons, and Russell Simmons basically threw my tape off the window. Like, oh, now you want to be down? Like after all this time. What am I going to say? I'm kind of glad he did throw it out the window because here's the thing about Jermaine Dupree, just to bring it full circle. I could have done the thing that he did. He was rapping on all these Cats albums and stuff, knowing that he wasn't developed. And I'm here to tell you, I respect Jermaine Dupree as a businessman and as a musician, I respect him. I know who his father was. I know he has to be a he's a, he's a Consummate talent, but I, I would say his talent is in dancing. And no, I've never heard no good music coming from that man. Well, you know, yeah. Well, not one, you, like, not one song I ever want to hear again. But there's, there's an audience listening, and I'm just gonna, leave, I'm just gonna put it out <laughs> like this. I had that point of view, but I think I got to the point where look, there's all kinds of levels of music. There's people that play. I'm at this hotel in Costa Rica. There's a band downstairs, and they're playing. And, and, believe it or not, they're playing some Biggie Smalls all the way to the Beach Boys, but it's watered down. 
but they got families, they got kids, they got, you know, wives, and they're doing things that I wouldn't do, but there's a, there's a spot, like, uh, Prince, I did a remix of Prince, and he, he, there's always someone, there's someone who's gonna do the things that you are willing to do, it doesn't mean they're bad people, it just means they don't have the level of conciseness and expertise and genius that you have. And in order to hold down the mantle of being true, like we're speaking of hip hop, you're gonna have to you're gonna look at them and that causes I have resentment for them kind of cats, but I'll kinda let that go now because hey the world needs those kind of cats. Yeah, I don't resent them, but they resent me. They, they don't. I don't resent them, but they resent me for not conforming to what they're doing. Yeah, I've been through it myself, brother. Well, I'll tell you this. Hey, I just, God I just, avo- because... I just avoid them. I just avoid it, but they resent me because I avoid right. it. Yeah, no, but I do too. In my heart, in my heart, they'll never see me doing that shit. But I won't look at them like I used to and say. You know what? They can't help it. You know, and like I look at this, I take it a little bit more, more relaxed now. And now that I'm more mature, and I'm like, you know what? These people are like, I was just downstairs yesterday, man. People are from Biggie to the Beach Boys, and they don't know the difference. And they need, they need music. Right. So it's kind of like there's a, there's a, if you throw a stone in the water. I never heard nothing good for him. Nah, man. Trust me. <laughs> Dig in a little deeper. Yeah, I'm Dig sorry. Dig in a little We're going to... Me and you... We, <laughs> I love you, cat. You're something else. <laughs> hey, man. 
Nobody can tell me that you aren't dead set on real hip hop. That's real. I'm so dead set on it that I don't I don't even care about the word hip hop. All I care about is good new music. Music that I never heard that makes me move. If it moves me and I never heard it, when I put a mix together with a whole bunch of music that I never heard before and it all makes me move, that's hip hop to me. It doesn't and it doesn't and it can none of the music can be hip hop. All the genres in the whole mix could be nothing but not hip hop music, but it's all very hip hop when I'm done with it because that's the way I mix it. Exactly. That part right there. Because all you gotta do is be dope. I just was downstairs singing um this thing called Love, which is an Elvis song, but it was covered by Queen. And I was down there and people was all in. And the chick was like, sing it again. That's hip hop. It's just hip hop is just mean what you're saying. Good music is dope. Dope is I think it's just dope. All right, before dope is the key. Dope music. To me, to me, hip hop to me is when you hear something, see something, feel something that you never heard before, and it moves you in a way you've never been moved before, and it opens your minds to new realities that you never experienced before, and you never forget that moment. It defines a moment in your time that you never forget, but you never ever experience. It's fresh. It's fresh. It's undeniably original and undeniably amazing at the same time, and that's hip hop to me. It don't gotta be auditory it can be visual it can be conceptual it can be sensational but whatever it is it's fresh it ain't nothing it ain't never stale and it ain't never whack the de-evolution of standard the de-evolution of standards to me is always something that should be known as and be taught as universally common sense hip-hop sense should be that the de-evolution of standards is the opposite of hip-hop always but this is but this is but this is on that note i'll tell you this J. Tobin 846, it is, it is the, to me, and I've been doing this for t- almost 30 years. That's, I, 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 look, it says chills down my spine. Rock it, my nigga. We're gonna rock, rock it. We're gonna, we gonna rock it right now, but a couple more questions. Tell us about what happened with LL Cool J's sneakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'll tell you right now, man. I was 14 years old. I'll never forget it, man. This is 1986, okay? We're at World on Wheels, all right? And it's pouring rain. This is on Venice and San Vicente, which I'm telling you, that is South Central. It's the west side, but it's South Central, all right? So my brother was in the... I went to Morningside High School. My brother did, too. I wasn't even in high school. I was in junior high, but I didn't give a fuck about school. My dad was a musician. He was Cuban. Played salsa and he told me and my and my brother, look, I don't give a fuck about high school. This is what I give a fuck about. Because he came from Cuba. He said, All I want you to do is know how to read, write, and count money. And when I say read, I mean read music. Yes, I brought you here to the United States to learn English. But you gotta know music, you gotta know how to write. So you know how to read contracts. You gotta know how to count money. He said all that shit is bullshit. So I was always with my brother and with the choir. So they invited. They had tickets. So it was the four seventies. This is old school, my nigga. It was the four seventies. <laughs> Tender love. You remember? Of course. It was wonderful. It was the four seventies. I believe it was 
LL Cool J. Okay. Now LL Cool J came out. And now I'm gonna tell you about Venice. That was the Venice Crips. That was their hood right there. The 20s was down the street, the Bloods. But this night, it was full of Crips. I'm talking about when I came in there. It was a sea of blue. This is a roller rink, right? Oh, man, it was all... LL Cool J came out in a whole red sweatsuit. Those Crips lost their minds. They was like, hey, Cub, get that nigga, man. We're going to shoot that nigga, Cub. <laughs> The security, it was an uproar. The security was like, man, they made that nigga go backstage, right? Now, there was just all this rumor about LL, whether he was bald or not. I'm not going to tell you. All I know is that LL Cool J was in a red sweatsuit, a red feeling suit, red feeling shoes, and a Kango hat. They took him backstage. He came out. It was like five minutes later, he came out. Blue jeans and a white t-shirt. He still had that tango on. They was like, take that dead hat off, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> but when that nigga said, LL Cool J is hot, damn, anybody out there? Talk about music cause the savage beast. Nigga, that made them niggas lose their mind. He took them over. Rock the bells. I mean, it was over. The beat was over. Yeah, that's, that's that's my story with LL Cool J. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember I have a similar story with the Beastie Boys at the '87 Raisin Hell tour. Uh, the the crowd in San Bernardino. Oh, tr- shit. Go ahead. The crowd in San Bernardino tried to boo them off the stage because they didn't know who they were yet. And then they, they when that when that yeah. when that then when that Def Jam Rick Rubin bass came through the speakers, it was a wrap. Yeah, when the bass yeah. when the bass came through the That's speakers when they when they did like slow and low and the bass came through the speakers it was over. Yeah, yeah, nigga. It can't pull Revere, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. And that's Rick Rubin. Let me tell you. I'm gonna tell you a story about Rick Rubin. This and we're gonna close it out on this. All right, Rick Rubin, right? You know he's he was Russell Simmons' partner. They stole their vinyl out of the motherfucking dorm, my nigga. So this cat. I meet Rick Rubin, okay? Um, I was meeting, I was, you know, this is after uh, Passing Me By was like getting played like 20 times a day all over the country. The world was, it was just, it was just exploding. Um, I meet with Tommy Boy, and then my lawyer says, Deaf American, because that was before he went to American recordings, wants to meet with you. I said, oh, is that right? It's fine. So I have a I have a lunch with Rick Rubin and Dan Charnas. Small man, little little cat. And he knew my partner in my label. And so we sit down at this restaurant called Down Cheryl's.
for a budget for two groups. First group is is the Jazzies and the Wasps. Because I was planning on moving them once again off of Delicious Fun. So he says, okay. So he offered me eight hundred thousand. Tommy Boy offered me one point five million. And I sh- I'm not gonna say I don't believe hindsight is twenty twenty, but I don't go shit could have would. I just know I rolled with Tommy. Either if I rolled with Tommy Moore or Rick Rubin, it wouldn't have made a difference because I didn't have the business acumen as a 22-year-old to know how to how to handle my company. But I can tell you this much: Rick Rubin, he loved he loved my material, and he's nothing. He ain't no joke. Rick Rubin is a genuine article. I still love him. I watch him. Turn into American recordings with the Black Crows and all the stuff he did with Johnny Cash and even some stuff. Man, look, the guy, look, he is Rick Rubin for a reason. He loves real art. Shout out to Rick Rubin. That's all I gotta say. Word, yeah, man. I, you know, you, do you have have you ever heard of the Big Beat Showcase? Mm, I'm not sure, bro. You know who Easy Mike and King Gizmo are, though, right? That was their radio show before they were known as the Dust Brothers. It was on it was on KSPC. Oh shit! KSP, there you go. KSPC Claremont. Now it all makes sense. KSC, KSPC Claremont. I grew up in uh after after my parents moved from Orange County to Fontana in '85. My I met I met a kid out there named David Elkins who uh knew all the radio shows. He told me where all the radio shows were, and the Big B Showcase was the best one. Easy Mike and Keegan Gizmo. Right. And, and they used to that play. Makes sense. They, now it all makes sense. They, brother, that's a long time. <laughs> they used to they used to play. They used to play. Not only did they have the most world premieres, exclusives, unreleased, not yet released music, they would also play original songs that they made rapping on their own beats production that never came out. Demos from the Dust Brothers from the Dust Brothers before they were known as the Dust Brothers. Amazing right. hip hop, amazing hip hop. You know, yeah, they, I, I, but I have no tapes from those 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 shows. But those shows contain original songs from those artists, that, those guys that were rapping and on their own production before they were unknown by, by anybody. And the songs were fucking amazing, amazing music. Yeah, see, that's the history that you got to witness, man. And I hope those those tapes surface. Yeah, they were um, they were the first place that anybody on the West Coast ever heard of artists like the Juice Crew, Eric B and Rakim, and and and, 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 so, and so forth. They were the, they broke everything. They had everything first, and they broke it. They had the hookup. They had the connections. Word. Well, now that makes sense to me because cats like me and other cats, we also you know K Day. Yeah, I know you know. Well, Saturday Night Fresh. Saturday Night Fresh was 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 my was was my was my uh, Big Beat Showcase before Big Beat Showcase. You know. I, 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 oh, shit. yeah, I, I would, I would borrow my dad's ghetto blaster and, and hook up the, 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 the hanger, the, the clothes hanger and put it out the window so I could get good reception because it was, it, it wasn't, yeah. it, <laughs> that's right. I was, I was that's in, right. I was in Stanton, so I was getting the signal from Stanton. Hey. So, um, there you go, but see, that's that true b-boy shit right there. Yeah, That's it, what I'm talking. So I, I never. I, it was the late '90s when I realized that it was changing. Like all my radio shows, favorite radio shows were f- falling off, and I got my name by calling the Wake Up Show 
and calling them out for falling off. You know that they were doing shit that they know were known for not doing, and I was calling them out on it on a biweekly or basis. And they, they and they 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 they, they, they kind of shunned me at first, then they embraced me, then they acted like they didn't know me. Well, look, here's the thing, man. That's what it's called when you stand your ground, when you stand on your square. That's why I can respect you, bro. And that's why I was like, hey, man, let's yeah, let's get down, man. I want to do this with this man. That's, that's a lot of love. Spins, Spins met me at a, at a beat spot. I mean, I was playing my beats at, live at, at the at the event, and he woke up, woke up, rolled up, and heard the beats, and it was like, "Can I rap?" And it was like magic, bro. It just it was fucking dope as fuck. Yeah, man. Well, that's great because see, all things happen for a reason, my nigga, and that's why we did this here. And I just gotta, you know, like I said, you know, much love, man, and continue. Stand on your square, cause that's what I'm doing. We're gonna, we're gonna... And to all the J Square fans and, and Farside fans, look, when it comes to 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 what I contribute in Fat House, it ain't gonna change. Check out J Tobin, Opus Eight Four Six. My album Negro Knievel is available. It's been available since 2018. I ain't in no rush, cause real shit doesn't get quantified by corporate money. I don't fuck with that. I'm gonna. I wanna. I'm fucking with y'all. I'm fucking with every single person that listens to real shit, real, real shows, real b-boys like you. I'm totally 100%. I back y'all. Thank you very much. I just wanted to give a big shout out and a thank you to the creator for for you still being here today and sharing your story with us and for you being alive to 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 Amen. still to still be doing what you love to do and what you do the best. Um, it's it's an honor and a blessing to meet you and to know you. And God bless you. God bless you also. And let me say because let me tell you something. My handle on Instagram is J Swift Borderless because I'm borderless. Fuck the borders. That shit don't matter to me. Right. I'll be back in the states and check out. And hey, I'm gonna give this for 2021 also because I already told you I'm dropping my man the uh, the alternate ending. The Bizarre Ride to the Far Side featuring Jay Swift, Slim Kid Trey, and Fat Lip because that's who busted on it. Just so I'm just gonna put it out full disclosure. And in March, I'll be debuting the 40 year old B Boy. That's my next album. All right, we can't wait to hear that. Um, uh, we're gonna we want to know who Dr. Mo is too in the next time we get a have a conversation with you. And I definitely want to finish chopping it up with you. About the, uh, the 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 illusion and the the, the deception that is the the United Snakes politics uh, television show, the shit they show us on TV versus what's really going on. I don't think I don't believe Trump has anything to do with anything that we're that's really going on. I don't believe he's just a a, a a decoy for us to be distracted by to keep our attention away from real proaction, any sort of real right. actual proaction. I believe. That Trump is the bait, and, and I believe it's obvious. I can't believe that people are actually don't see that nobody would put this man in, in charge of anything, especially a government. So he's obviously not really the president. Right. The president is obviously not really the president. Donald Trump is not doing anything that they say give him any blame or credit for. He is simply saying, "Hey, use me. I'll be the next skate, the next fall guy for you." And I'll tell you one thing about Obama. And here's the thing, and this is because to me it's like an onion. It's always another layer, okay? And I can tell you right this. Under the Obama administration, cats like me got deported, okay? Now, let me tell you something. Joe Biden, 
he had to do with the crime bill. The crime bill is the reason that I got deported over a tiny little piece of dope. But that's a whole nother show. Right? Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm saying that Trump is not is not a piece of the puzzle. He's completely a decoy. He's a distraction. He's a part of the soap opera. Exactly. So for us to even... It's like a puppet. So us... Gonna have to figure that out. So what? What? So Obama was a pacifier. He was a pacifier for the people. Now, 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 uh, um, Trump is the the storm after the calm, and now they're gonna have the calm after the storm here. But really, it's business as usual for Uncle Scam. Ain't nothing gonna be affected by what's going on in the with in the in the view of the public in the White House. And, and, and really, right. we got to change the name of the White House. We have to change the song of the national anthem, and we have to change the spectrum of racism in the United States and take away whiteness. We have to rebuke and abandon whiteness and take white and black and take white and black off the birth certificates, off the off the the, uh, the the applications, and out of the language of the police department. If you're a police right, officer, you can't. That's how you, that's how you put people in the categories, and I agree with you. And I'm gonna tell you what I said in Jay Tobin. I said, "R.I.P. George Floyd. You got the world listening. We the human race. Why the fuck the racism? So saying what race are you is categorizing. So I agree with you, but I'm not really gonna get that political. But what I'll tell you, my nigga is, uh, my manager is on the line. But uh, yo. Yes. I love chopping it up with you, brother. I'm gonna send you my Gmail right now because I want to see how you, you know, I, how you do your thing. Want to get some of the mixes, but I definitely want to get this show, man. That's all I ask. Oh yeah, I look forward to my sons, done deal, my young soldiers, and you stay in contact with me, brother, because we're gonna do some other things once I get. I like I told you, and look, remember I said this, man. When I drop my man, look at the back, back cover after we get off. Check out the back cover of Bizarre Ride and see if there's not an alternate. If there's not one more song outlined in purple, you gonna debut that along with a select few of of, of, of the DJs and, and and radio personalities around the world. World premiere. You'll hear you'll hear it first right here. According to you heard it first from the man, the legend, far from a myth, still here to give us the gifts. He is Jay Swift. The one and only, never phony. Thank you, my brother. All right, man. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Yes. Back at you. Thank you and thank Spins. Thank you, Spins. Thank you very much, brother. Fat House Records. All right. Peace. Peace.